0: Welcome to Future of Tech, hosted by Avishai Charlin, Division President of Amdocs Technology. In this podcast, Avishai sits down with some of the most innovative minds in technology to learn how they are disrupting the present and what kind of impact they hope to have in the future. From the machine learning programs that are solving some of the world's biggest problems to what AI can do to help fight biological bottlenecks in human thinking. No topic is off limits. So sit back, relax, and maybe take some notes because what you hear on this show might just be a glimpse into the future. On the last episode of Future of Tech, we introduced you to Dr. David Pasig, a renowned futurist who explained that future studies is less about predicting the future and more about understanding the present in order to avoid negative outcomes and enhance positive ones. Today, in part two of our discussion with Dr. Passig, we continue the conversation about how technology will continue to shape the future of our world. Dr. Passig dives into the negative impacts of all technology and gives an insight into the future of social media Plus, he details the stages of evolution and artificial intelligence and how close we are to truly humanizing our artifacts in a meaningful way, including the sharing of social knowledge between technology. And Dr. Pasig explains why he is optimistic about the future, despite the inherent dangers of technology, and why he believes that the more we look ahead, the more we can prepare and unify humanity. Enjoy this episode. Future of Tech is brought to you by Amdocs Tech.
1: Amdocs Tech is Amdocs's R&D and technology center, paving the way to a better connected future by creating open, innovative, best-in-class products and continuously evolving the way we work, learn, and live. To learn more about Amdocs,
0: visit the Amdocs Technology page on LinkedIn.
2: Technology also brought us the social media. And by many means, this is connecting many of us and allows, as you said, uh, f- to communicate and to speak and not necessarily to be in the same site. And, and uh, suddenly you see a lot of innovation coming from it because you see people from different locations cultivating new ideas. But it also has some uh, negative effects. How do you see those combined together? Is it overall a positive thing, or is it all, you know, we are creating a generation that no longer wants to meet one another, other to WhatsApp one another, even sitting in the same room?
1: You see, I'm I'm realistic. And as a futurist, I go first of all uh, and look at the past. There was no single technology in human evolution that did not have a negative aspect. Think about the wheel, okay? Can you imagine how people reacted to that kind of technology? Do you know how many people broke their neck because of the wheel? Think about the fire. How many people lost their lives because of it? Think about the atom technology. How many people disappeared because of it? Any technology that we are developing has its negative aspect. At the beginning, most of the people only look at the positive aspect bit by bit bit by bit the negative you know uh, aspect of that technology is arising but when it's arising people say okay we need to uh, to take care of those uh, of those negative aspects and only then we start really fine tuning the technologies we are developing Now, that fine-tuning might take a long time, and there will be a lot of casualties, okay? But think about, you know, air travel. How many people died at the beginning in airplanes, okay? That's exactly the same with any technology. Sometimes we tend to go through that phase very quickly. Sometimes it takes even centuries, but it doesn't matter. We are constantly evolving, and we are constantly fine-tuning the technologies that we are using. If we found that the negative aspects are overwhelming the positive aspect of, of a technology, history is saying that we kill that technology.
2: Can you give an example?
1: A lot of examples. Take a look at the parchment. okay? It's a technology with which we are we're used to, uh, to share ideas. Now, at the beginning, people thought, wow, this is an, a technology that will hold the millennia, our ideas. And bit by bit, we found that, well, there are a lot of uh, cons to that technology, because, you know, for each part, you need to, uh, a special person that knows exactly how to, how to make it, how to use it, how to uh, put it in the right uh, way, so that will travel time and space. Nowadays, who's, who's using uh, parchments in interactions? So it took a lot of time for for us to, you know, put aside totally that kind of technology. There will be a time in which we'll put aside totally uh, a lot of technologies that you and me are using, are using at, the, at this very moment. And I, I can tell you that that Zoom will not uh, survive uh, many, many years. It's a very primitive way of uh, communicating. It's a very flat way of communicating. So at this point in time, it, it, it's giving me some, uh, some uh, you know, advantages. That's it. But there'll be other technologies with which we will be communicating and we will put aside that kind of technology. The same thing is with social networks. Okay. At this point of time, it gives a lot of people a lot of advantages. But the more the disadvantages will, will be clear, the more we will either fine-tune those disadvantages. Otherwise, we'll just put it aside and we'll develop something else that will also have some disadvantages at the end.
2: Let's touch a bit the area of IoT and uh, everything uh, around it. Uh, how, how do you perceive the uh, technological changes in that area? And maybe later on as a follow-up, you are uh, part of uh, something called uh, Think so how this is, is also associated with, uh, with IoT?
1: Well, I'm a co-founder of a, a startup that is trying to do something unusual with IoT. And I'll explain a little bit before that how I, I perceive the IoT you know, uh, technologies, generally speaking. You see, what, what humanity did for millennia is that it has changed, it has constantly took materials from its surrounding, changed their shape, gave that shape a feature, and used that feature. Okay, take for example, a a, a table. It's a piece of wood that we took from our surrounding, we gave it a shape, that shape is a function, that same, uh, wood, we gave it uh, another shape, which is uh, a chair, and, and that's another function. So, what you, humanity has done for millennia was changing shapes of materials, and we did amazing thing, which we call civilization. Okay, that's what makes us really very unique in uh, in evolution. We are the probably the most advanced species now in, on Earth that is able constantly to change shapes of its environment and, its, and the materials that it's constantly collecting from the environment. In the last century, we were able to do it in a much deeper uh, level, in the uh, molecular level, etc., etc. Okay, and we did a lot of things. Okay. This is uh, so obvious nowadays that uh, most of our materials are are human-made shapes of in in the molecule level. Uh, there are people that are already working on the uh, realm of uh, nano uh, technologies, okay so we 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 reached a point in time in history in which we are saying uh, well, our uh, artifacts that are so amazing, we are thrilled about what we have developed. I don't know about you, I'm thrilled about any technology that comes to my hand. And we are, But we are saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. But these are dead artifacts. They need constant care from me. Constant. Without me, they will not survive. So we are at a stage in our evolution in which we say, "Let's infuse a little bit lifelike uh, features to our uh, technologies, to our items, to our uh, artificial uh, shapes, if you wish." Okay. So how do we do it? And that's what we are exploring at this point of time. So I'll give you just a few stages that we might go through, okay? It's exactly as we did in in history. At the beginning, each one of us was uh, an individuum that was separated from others. And bit by bit, we started uh, organizing ourselves in small groups those small groups were totally uh, apart from other groups. But bit by bit we understood that only if we will come together and share ideas and share, let's say, resources, etc., etc., then we will be much better. Okay? So humanity is at a stage in which we are saying, why not give our uh, artifacts some autonomy, that they will do whatever they are doing without us. And we are at the stage in which this autonomy is, you know, it it has five levels. And uh, in some uh, technologies, like our cars, uh, we might reach the fifth level, let's say 30, 40 years from now. But why just cars? Why not our, uh, our shirt? Why not our phone? Why not our table? Why not our, our, our window?
2: So while I will look for my shirt in the morning and there will be a note I went to do some shopping by the shirt or am I taking it no, too far? No,
1: this is, this is obvious. This is obvious. What I'm speaking about is, what, is we, we are at the stage in which we are helping our artifacts start the evolution of their civilization. How? Well, the first thing that we did in order to develop a civilization is to come with each other and share resources, okay, and share ideas, and just look at each other and say, hey, how are you? Okay? So we are at the stage in which we, in which we are going to give our artifacts the autonomy, not to tell me uh, or to be exactly in contact with me. That's, we have already passed at, that stage.
2: But that, with each other.
1: But with each other. Okay. And that brings me to the idea of our startup, which we call a startup that will develop the first platform of social IoT. So, if you wish uh, uh, an, an analogy, we are trying to develop. The first stage for our items to share knowledge with each other, but not knowledge that we are uh, aware of or we used to do in the last uh, half a century, but social knowledge. Social knowledge means, hey, how are you? What do you have? Do you need something? Do you need maybe a little bit of electricity? Are you about to... Uh, your battery is about to... <laughs> <laughs> to be over, so in order, we need to build a platform through which our artifact will start that evolutionary uh, journey to evolve as their civilization, but at the end, we will, you know, <laughs> come together and we'll develop a much, much, much smarter uh, civilization than we have nowadays. And this is just a, an idea. So IoT, IoT is, is much significant that I believe most of the people really understand at this time in, the, in history.
2: If you look into majority of the technological companies that you're either working with or reading about or exploring or studying, do you, you believe that they are taking the right approach looking into the future?
1: I believe that most of the companies don't understand their historical context. They are so driven by the bottom line, and that's what they see. They see just numbers, (laughs) income and expenditures. That's what they see. They don't see exactly how they fit in the larger picture of evolution. Those that really understand their part in in that big uh, theater, if you wish, they tend to do much better than the others because they see the opportunities. They see they have a very clear vision about the route they need to travel. So this is basically uh, the idea. And unfortunately, I don't see a lot of uh, startups that have that kind of understanding.
2: Is there something that worries you when it comes to technology and, and, and the future? Things that you say, hey, watch out for?
1: Well, I, I told you I'm not a pessimistic. I'm a realistic. There are a lot of things that are very, very dangerous. Okay, the atomic bomb was very dangerous. Right? The, uh, even the, the fire is very dangerous. If, even, even the wheel is very dangerous. So danger is all over. And we are a species that can foresee a danger and act upon it even though there is no danger at this very moment. That's what makes us really unusual in evolution. We are future thinkers, okay? We see things before they happen, not in a clear way, but we see the options that might might develop. And the more we see dangers, the more we can be careful and the more we can evolve uh, carefully and, and beautify uh, the human species. So, I see a lot of dangers. But that's, that's how we need to continue. Otherwise, well, we are just you know romantic and that's it.
2: If you can share one tip with our audience and, and maybe personally with me, if I want to take this uh, future's thinking into an organization, what should it be? How, what's the, the first step to open the minds of your, of your teams, of, of people to look into a different perspective and, and to see it in a different way or to think big as, as we just spoke about?
1: There are many, many methodologies that help us understand processes. This is actually the idea understanding how a system is evolving and what is the process through which a system is evolving. So, if I am to have uh, 30 minutes with with a group of people that never heard about the film, and they need to take an idea and bring it into into their decision-making and their production, uh, whatever they are doing, is to explain what a process is, not all of us really understand that there is, you know, there is a tendency how things are developing. Most of us were brought up in the last 50 years to think, if you are only to think about something, then it will happen, only think positive, oh yes I can, (laughs) you know, all those kind of uh, slogans. That's not how things are evolving. So explaining what is a process, you know, uh, giving them an example of a methodology that brings a process into a procedure, and people will see that whatever they are doing, they need to see that there is a process taking place that is outside of their a cognitive realm it's outside of them it, there are so many variables that are working on that process they are just fitting in in that process and if they understand how they fit better in that process they can uh, do much better in whatever they are doing but it's not easy to do in 30 minutes
2: yeah david i want to thank you a lot for your time it was uh, a great a great talk i enjoyed it a lot Um, I hope you did too. My pleasure also. And uh, I hope to see you face to face soon.
1: Yeah, why not? Tomorrow.
2: (laughs) Thank you. In the
1: future. In In the future. future.
2: In the future. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much. And take care, all of you guys.
2: Thank you. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Future of
1: Tech. If you like what you heard and want more, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And if you have any comments or questions, feel free to write to our host, Avishai Charlin, directly on LinkedIn.